I came here to show you the photokite. It's a tethered flying camera. But before I do that, I want to tell you a bit about where it came from, what motivated it. So I was born in Russia, and uh, three years ago, in 2011, there were the Russian federal elections. There were massive irregularities reported, and uh, people came out to protest, which was very unlikely for Russia. And uh, no one really knew how significant these protests were, because for whatever reason, the world media largely ignored it. Now, there, there was a group of photographers that uh, kind of uh, flew flying cameras as a hobby, usually photographing things like the Sphinx, the pyramids, who were, happened to be right around the corner, and they, they flew a camera, and they took some snapshots, uh, some panoramas of this demonstration. Just completely independent entity, you know, completely random occurrence. And uh, the image, when I saw it, it, it really struck me. Here's one of the panoramas. So, in a single image, you can really see the scale of this event, right? I mean, just the number of people, the colors, the banners. Uh, it's, it's not that you just can't consider this insignificant. All in a single image, which is really cool to me. And I think in the future, journalism and many other professions, there are flying cameras already quite commonly out there, but the, I, I think you wait a few months, a few years, and for many professions, it's really going to be a requirement. And it makes sense, it's such a unique perspective. Nothing really communicates this scale, for example, in context, in a, in a way that this does. But there are a few hurdles, and they're quite basic and quite fundamental. Um, one is piloting. So the, for this image, uh, they flew a camera, a five-kilogram device with an SLR under it. Uh, you know, it's uh, quite heavy, lots of spinning sharp things. It's uh, a bit uncomfortable to fly, probably also for the operator. In fact, you can see that on the back of the pilot's shirt, it says, no questions until landing, in Russian and in English. Because uh, people are curious, and they'll go tap you, and then you lose your focus, and things happen. And these guys are great. They're professionals. They're really careful in what they do. So in the protest, maybe you noticed, they flew over the river, so it was quite safe. But uh, this doesn't necessarily apply to all people and all conditions, so we really have to make piloting easier. The other problem is regulations, or rather, the lack of good regulation. For many good reasons, it's just difficult to come up with common-sense laws to regulate flying cameras. So we already have cameras all, all... Everyone here, I'm sure, has a smartphone with a camera, right? There are more and more of them. You hear about uh, people with Google Glass being attacked. You hear about, actually, a drone pilot, a hobbyist, was attacked two weeks ago because he was flying near a beach. Uh, here's some personal input I didn't expect. Just yesterday, I was attacked by a guy who uh, claimed that I was filming him. I was checking my email right here. Uh, easier way to get inputs for your talk. But I think there are better solutions. I think, I think we have to diffuse the situation. We have to come up with responsible solutions that address the privacy issues and the safety accountability issues, but still give us that perspective. And this is one potential solution. So this is the photokite. Well, let me see. It's a quadrocopter, but what, uh, what's kind of special about it is there's a leash. It's literally a dog leash. It's very convenient. And the neat thing about it is um, to fly it, there's no joysticks, nothing like this. You just turn it on, and you point in the direction that you want to fly. You give it a little twist. That's kind of the way you communicate. 
And there it goes. So the, the interaction is super simple. It's like your personal flying pet. It just always maintains a certain angle to you, and if I move around with it, it'll actually follow me, naturally. And of course, we can build on top of this. So this leash has some additional electronics. You can turn it on. And now uh, there, it's, it's like um, telling your dog to, well, fly lower, if you have such a dog. So I can press a button and, and, uh, and manipulate it rather easily. So I just shifted it its position. And it's really safe. I mean, like, well, I don't know about you guys in the front row, but <laughs> at, at least in principle, you have to agree that you feel safer because there's a physical connection. Live demos are hard, right? Things go wrong all the time. But no matter what, this, this thing will actually prevent this thing from going into you. What's more, it tells you immediately that I am the one responsible for this device. You don't have to look for someone controlling it. Now, I can tell you that it's easy, a lot, but I think what a really good way to, to prove that is uh, to grab a second one and, uh, and launch it. And if I can do this on stage live, then I can show each and every one of you in five minutes how to operate one of these devices. So now we have two eyes in the sky. Oh. And now the trick is getting them back. So my question now to you is, um, well, it's a nice solution, it's very accessible, it's safe. What would you use it for? What would you use such a camera for in your life? Thank you.